on this episode of Ed Scoop's Cutting Edge Podcast from Scoop News Group. How a Florida community college is issuing credentials to students automatically. This is Ed Scoop's Cutting Edge Podcast. Every other Tuesday, we dive deep with decision makers on what's next in higher ed, IT, and online learning. I'm your host, Jake Williams. Hillsborough Community College in Florida is automatically issuing credentials to students who have earned them, whether they know it or not. Through business intelligence technology, Hillsborough is looking at student transcripts and earned credits to identify whether or not a student is eligible to receive a professional credential. The process means that the student no longer needs to track eligibility themselves. Paul Nagy is Hillsborough Community College's Vice President for Strategic Planning and Analysis. He tells me how this works and what it means for students. This is part two of our conversation. The application, <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> that drives autograd <clears throat> also grad drives near grad. It's the same one. We, we actually call it student progression. That's the application we built in it. And it looks at how students are working toward degrees. I mean, whether, again, whether they are aware of working toward the degree or not, or whether, again, they're enrolled or not enrolled, we can track them all the way through the completion. We not only track their progression in the degree that they are stating they seek to achieve, but we're also <laughs> tracking their progression toward degrees that they are not seeking to achieve, that sometimes they're closer to completing than the ones that they have on record. Again, the intentionality issue raises its head again. So near grad is just looking at those students that are very close. Matter of fact, we've operationally defined it. It's, it's my definition I've come up with. So if, if you're within 15 credit hours or less of completing a degree, and you've, uh, and in this case, and you have left this institution and have not graced its halls in a year, we designate you, or I have designated you as a near grad. Now, we have plenty of near grads that are enrolled, too, uh, of course. Uh, we hope they get that far toward a, toward a degree. But for near grads, we actually add the dimension that they left the institution. They were so close, and they left. And whether they were directed or not, they were awful darn close to getting a, a college degree, but in our case, a two-year degree. So it begs the question, why? Why did, why did you leave? What did we do wrong? What happened in your life? Can we help? And when we first started producing these near-grad numbers out of our business intelligence, I could sell that to anybody. People just say, we got to do something about that. We have a moral imperative. What is it? Maya Angelou says, if you know better, you must do better. So everybody felt the moral imperative that now that we know, because the business intelligence lets us know, but how do we do something about it? Well, we told them and people tried things, but nothing very different from Autograd, which just takes two people running a program and you get a thousand. Near grad and the return former students is a very much more labor intensive process. And we piloted things, but nothing was scalable. It was boutique. I'm not interested in boutique. It's not gonna solve world problems being boutique. Um, we needed something that was scalable, that was sustainable with limited finite resources, and that was trackable that we could track was the effort efficacious in returning former students and getting them completed and getting them degrees. 
So we worked and I never forgot it, but we did this a long time ago. And then I went to a um, Illumina Foundation convening. I was invited, it was invitation only in, in May of 2019 in Detroit. And it was there in that convening and I didn't expect it. I found out about a company called Mainstay and what they were doing in artificial intelligence augmented chatbots. And uh, I have to give credit uh, to colleagues at Wayne State University who were very, very helpful in that too. Interestingly, when I talked to them, they said, Paul, we don't have anything like your business intelligence. Said, you got the ticket, you, you're producing who it is, you know everything about these students. We have to scrap and claw out of our ERP to figure out who these people, because ours is a refresh nightly. I mean, in seconds, I can produce whoever's the near grads or whatever. Um, they didn't have that, but I didn't have what they had. And that was an AI. And I thought maybe after all these years, I might have found a solution to our near grad where we had tried all these pilots that were not sustainable or trackable. Uh, and I thought, we might be able to do something at scale here. And so I, I wrote a concept paper on my flight back from Detroit to back to Tampa and tried to lay it out and get my thoughts together. And then we started to put it into motion. So I contacted that company. And because business intelligence with SAS, SAS uh, Visual Analytics, I could concatenate any software, any data set I want to, because it is a Lego set. I can make new softwares that none of these companies even know about. I, I'll take things. As a matter of fact, I would like to have a convening one day of all the companies because you can pick the best and the brightest in their siloed era, areas. I'm the best AI or I'm the best BI. And then you combine them and they don't even know it. So I'm combining companies from Massachusetts to Research Triangle Park in North Carolina to right here in Tampa Bay with something called NAC tutoring and, and make a new thing. A whole new thing and uh, so we kind of did that with the mainstay so what we started to do was with the uh, artificial intelligence chatbot first we have you have to brand it i learned that you got to call it some and we call it gwen and gwen is after our late uh, sixth president of hillsborough community college dr gwen stevenson now not many people know that it's just one i uh, came up with and we call um, the chat bot, Gwen. And I, someday I hope that her, I know if she was living, she would be just thrilled to know about this. And one day I hope to communicate this to her, her grown children, because they may not know they're, they're not in Florida, I don't believe. But we take Gwen and Gwen gets data and information from three sources. One, it's native knowledge base, which comes with it. And then we tailor it uh, to our college processes. And that, that kind of comes with Gwen, but you have to tailor it. That, that's a process unto itself. Second, in our chat bot, she gets information and notice I'm gonna go ahead and do the uh, personifications like, like we tend to do with artificial intelligence. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. The, the, the human characteristics that we routinely uh, attribute to artificial intelligence nowadays. But anyway, um, we, we, the second source is we input data to Gwen from our business intelligence. So the, the knowledge base gives Gwen knowledge about issues 
higher education issues that students might encounter, FAFSA completion, financial aid, advising, uh, things like that. The BI gives Gwen knowledge on the student, every one of our students, whatever cohort we want Gwen to go after. She knows their name. She knows whatever we want to give her. Now, we are very careful what we give her because we've certainly heard uh, the whole issue about artificial intelligence and the biases that can uh, um, can occur. I, I, I hope I have the wisdom to, to not go in that area, but we're very careful that the particular mission we give Gwen to do that we just give her the information she needs to do that so because she can start to do pattern recognition and we got to be careful we want her to see the patterns we want her to see but we give her that information on the student they Gwen knows their GPA she knows the program code that they hope to get uh, she also knows other things all about them and then the third source is her natural AI processing she gets, not only does she get to know the student factually, but once she starts engaging them, she really gets to know Vanessa, let's say Vanessa's a student, and gets to know Vanessa's issues. And why did Vanessa leave? What is her problem? And how can we solve Vanessa's problem? And it's interesting, I've had a lot of people tell me, why haven't you ever put Gwen on your screen? You know how everybody does that? And, and you know when I've you when I've seen that when I go places the first thing I want to do is get rid of that thing on that screen, uh, and and people today the this is the conventional wisdom. Matter of fact, even with my own institution, but we got to move that thing on the screen, and I said it never occurred to me to do that because, getting back to your point, why do I want to put a disembodied algorithm on a screen? When, how do you know the question that you would even want to ask that thing? No longer am I going to take the paradigm that come to us and figure it out. We're a big college with 190 credentials with all kinds of complications, getting financial aid for a lot of people that are first generation. They don't even have a model for how to figure out hiring. They don't have parents to figure it out. Gwen goes to them through texting. That's the way I've learned that people, young people, communicate now. They do, they got their device, they text. I've never texted in my life until I got mainstay. I learned how. And I do that because you do, just like technology, you do what you got to do to solve the problem. If you're problem driven, you do what you need to do. I still don't give a hoot about texting, but everybody else does. So I learned how to do it. Now I'm the least qualified, but I had to show the college a new way. And the college may not be thinking we use that AI to go out and get them. They would think, put that thing in that screen, down in the lower corner of that screen. That never occurred to me, never when people would ask me that question, because I don't want to keep on saying, we got it, you just come and find it. No, Gwen goes out to Vanessa and, and says, Vanessa, what's your need? And what she does in the near grad, her entree, because 
Gwen has to be, I, I can't say exactly a raconteur, but she does need to be a conversationalist. Just like you got to frame a conversation, just like you and I are having. You frame the conversation and let it flow, you know, after that. So Gwen goes out on this particular object and says, so I'm going to use Vanessa because Vanessa was a, a name. I just, it just stuck with me. At scale, I mean, we're talking seconds, as you know, to hundreds, if not thousands of people simultaneously, equipped with all that information, says, Vanessa, do you realize you only have four hours to complete your associate of science degree in criminal justice? We want you back. That's what Gwen says. Hey, I'm Gwen. I'm an ambassador for HCC, and we want you back, Vanessa. That's going to her in the way that she wants to communicate. And, and, and she doesn't have to leave her job to do it. She can sit right there at her home. And maybe she's like my mother and has two kids and struggling to make ends meet. And she can't take off from her job to stand in a queue all day long and find out after several hours of being in that queue, she's in the wrong queue for whatever question she needs. Gwen answers her questions right there in an environment that she can operate in. And that's student service. That's student service in my book. And I learned about student services when I went from the community colleges to the universities. And those lessons and those experiences stuck with me. It, it's not really that. It's not really rocket science. It's really taking the various tools and applying them in different ways. So that's why I didn't want a, a AI chatbot sitting on the machine. I want it going out to Vanessa. And so, and so one of the first things Gwen asks Vanessa, Vanessa, why did you leave? And you know what? When we ask that at scale, two, you know what the main reason was? They said they didn't complete. Why? They said, first, what degree are you talking about? And here they're within 15 hours or less. And Vanessa, four hours. What degree? And what courses do I need to take? That's an advisement function. The second biggest reason was the one that most people think is first, financial aid. But between those two, that accounted for two thirds of the reasons, and we've asked this consistently, of why people left the college. And um, so that was very interesting. And so we did have success. We did try to, because by definition, remember my operational definition is 15 hours or less. If you've got 15 hours or less, theoretically, you should be able to complete your degree if we can get you back in one term, one full term, a fall or spring semester, and you got your degree. If they know what to take. Now, it's not just when we said to Vanessa, and said four hours, that'll just mean any four hours, particularly if you're that close to the degree, you probably need to take some very specific courses in criminal justice. So that's the thing that we had not figured out yet. How can we tell Vanessa exactly four hours? Now, Gwen allows us to listen at large in a, in a real-time scenario because we're getting this information quickly. Well, one of the things that we learned was when we found out that a lot of students didn't even know what degree they were so close to, again, it gets to that matter of intentionality. And it, and it, it really raises questions, deeper questions that I don't even know if we wanna get into them, but the intentionality of folk, that they don't even know their degree then, so BI, I thought, well, hey, if that's a problem, I didn't know that. 
I wouldn't, I, it would never occur to me that somebody that far along would not even know the degree they were so close to. Never occurred. But I thought, well, hey, that's a simple thing to fix. We got that in business intelligence. I just didn't pipe it to Gwen. So we did. Now Gwen says, Vanessa, I think originally Gwen said, you just got four hours to complete a degree. And that's when we added four hours to complete your criminal justice degree. But it still begs the question, that Vanessa is going to ask, you could anticipate, well, what are those four hours? You know, please tell me uh, now that I know my degree. Well, that's where Gwen is kind of a Uber advisor that, that supplements your human team. And that's the way it ought to work. You know, some people are scared of artificial intelligence is going to take their job. Actually, it allows us to do our jobs better for what we were trained. Because now, particularly in anything that's wrote, you, you know, artificial intelligence is, is the ticket for those things that are wrote. So people don't have to just mindlessly answer phone calls and voicemails and, and text or emails. You know, when does the semester start? How much is tuition? Those just mindless things that take all your time. And, and, and actually, Gwen can answer those questions in seconds. If you emailed or voicemailed or called one of our humans with the workload they have, there's no telling how long it would take them even to give the most basic answer back of when does class, when do classes start? Or how much is a tuition? Or how do I get financial aid? It's just the load. Gwen does that at scale real easy. That allows the people that you have, the very finite people, a number of people, we can't hire enough advisors. There's not enough money. But it allows the advisors that we have to really do the job that they were trained to do and why they have degrees to answer those more difficult questions and maybe can help answer those questions of intentionality, which may be the source of all these issues that we're having, where they can focus and help students have intentionality in their, in their not only their academic careers, but their, their job careers to help them. And, and so Gwen has to work and, and through this tool, these advisors can seamlessly engage with a, in a three-way conversation between Gwen, the student, and the human. And when the, the Gwen will say, uh, you know, the student can get asked some very challenging questions. And Gwen will say, I don't know the answer to that. That's a great question. Would you mind if I get one of my humans to help? She asks, would you mind? The student must give permission. And in all those fractions of a second where it's talking, I'm saying you all this over this period of time, she's doing this in fractions of a second. She's reaching out immediately to the human escalation team saying, here's a student, here's their challenge. You can see the conversation on the text. So you're not calling, so you're not engaging cold. And then Gwen allows that human into the conversation. And, and what's so neat, Jake, is, I, because I'm so new to this, I can see the conversations and it's absolutely fascinating what's going on because some of these students, unlike me, they're very comfortable essentially talking with an algorithm. They have all the emotions that they say, it's fascinating. They may even be more comfortable talking with an algorithm than coming over to campus and talking to somebody that they don't know, or they might feel like they're asking a stupid question, you know, who knows, they're just not getting it. 
and they can chat and banner with Gwen all night long if they want to. You know, she's not going away. She's there for you. There's not another person behind Gwen uh, from that student's perspective that in a queue. And um, what I've seen, it's interesting. Some of these young people, they are so chatty and so comfortable with the artificial intelligence and with Gwen that the the human might come in answers their question that Gwen can't answer, they exit, and that student is still chatting away with Gwen. I've seen that. I've seen it. It's unbelievable because Gwen doesn't go away. She's there. She's a personal concierge and gives sterling service to our students, and I want that level of service for our students because our students deserve it, and they are some of the most gutsy people, and they have the most challenges. And they need that level and they deserve that level of service. And, and it's just amazing. And then you'll see things like awesome, you know, they'll say awesome, Gwen, or thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And it's amazing that emote that's occurring, those, those emotions that are being said, but I, I can only imagine they are. Uh, I see mamas at 10 o'clock at night talking about transcripts. And they got their answer at 10 o'clock at night. There's nobody here at 10 o'clock at night. But, but again, that's where I have to think about my own mama. Well, I just put the kids to bed. And the, tomorrow morning, I got to go to work. And that's the only time I can talk. And now we can deliver peer tutoring, online tutoring, where the mama might say, I need tutoring because I'll tell you why I didn't take that class, why I didn't complete. Because I'm, I'm, algebra is scaring me. You know how long it's been? And I can tutor at 10 o'clock at night, but I can't tutor when you can give me a tutor, not in your brick and mortar. But I can do it from 10 to 11 after I put the kids to bed and, be, and then I got to go work tomorrow. So it's meeting people on their terms, not meet, the, we ask them to meet us, the institution, on our terms. And that's what we've got to do. That's the sort of non-traditional new ways we've got to do to raise, increase college completion. We can't do business. We got to break out of those patterns and those molds. So those technologies have been great. The, the next innovation that I have that I have the tools for, haven't tried yet. When we did AutoGrad 2.0, we also built, because as I say, when, when, when we did the near grad and used Gwen to reach out to those students and we say, so Vanessa, you got four hours left in, to get your criminal justice. Well, we can't tell her, we gotta get a human to tell her what those four hours are. Well, now I'm gonna start taking a venture into course advising with the artificial intelligence. And so all that's why we needed the escalation team. So now we might even be able to reduce that even more where Gwen can upfront tell the student. And so AutoGrad 2.0 has this little feature that we kicked into it. We had not even tried it yet. We're going to be going through this year in which now Gwen will say, Vanessa, you have four hours to complete your criminal justice degree. And they are your forensic chemistry in your forensic chemistry lab. Vanessa, click here to register. And if you need tutoring, click here for peer-to-peer -peer tutoring anytime you pick your tutor. And one day, and I've written a grant, and we will pay for the three of those four hours to get you completed. 
to me, that's student service. And that's new ways of doing things. And, 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 and think about the reverse. If I put a chat bot on my screen, would a student even, even occur to them that that chat bot could provide that level of service? Would they even think about it to ask that? We, we've trained, I've seen Gwen in real time learn. Matter of fact, I wish I could see students learn with the clarity that I've seen Gwen learn. I've got a, a very enterprising uh, individual, young, younger person, much younger than me, that take that, uh, called Sarah Thomas. And I've seen her teach, train Gwen to answer questions that, you know, how we talk about only 10% of our brains are used. And I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. Well, as I say, um, Gwen has a big knowledge base, but she doesn't always know how to tap into it. And, and uh, my colleague, her name's Sarah, Sarah said, Gwen, um, I'm hungry. Where can I get food? Now, none of Gwen's objectives thus far have been out to reach out. And we, we all know that that's an issue nowadays. Students that are hungry, and, and you can't learn if, you, if you're hungry. And matter of fact, I didn't even think about it when I was at university, but I was one of those. I didn't even think about it. I, I remember losing weight and buying generic spaghetti and generic beer. <laughs> it just said beer on it, <laughs> which was not a good use of my, my, my small amount of money that I had. But that, that's a problem writ large. And um, so Sarah asked, well, that, that blew Gwen's brain at first. But she kept on asking Gwen and kept on asking her different ways. And by about the third or fourth attempt, Gwen said, you can get food at our food banks at each of our campuses. Click here to find them. And, and I just could not believe it. And then once she got it, she had it in her brain. She just had never been asked the question before. So we did that. And then when we cleared the deck again and asked it on the first attempt with Gwen, she gave the right answer first attempt because we got to get it to that level of smart. Just a student, I don't want a student to have to ask four times or we lose a student. We've got to have that level of service. Um, then she did the same thing with computer. Remember where the pandemic set? What did all the colleges and universities do all at one time in a heroic way? Over one summer, they stood up all their classes online. Well, of course, Gwen was perfectly situated for the pandemic. Uh, we weren't planning. We didn't know a pandemic was going to come. When we, it just so happened that it was a perfect solution at that time. Matter of fact, we first implemented Gwen right when the pandemic came on. And that's when we returned all those students. Uh, we got 61 students that had not been in our college for over a year that came back right in the depth of the pandemic there. So um, we also trained her people. We said, Gwen, I don't have a laptop. I need a laptop. Uh, once again, she didn't know how to respond, but we kept on asking and just her artificial intelligence processing enabled her to finally say, we have laptops you can check out at the libraries, click here. And so she could answer that. She just hadn't tapped her brain. She had not, that, that, 
her brain had not been tickled or stimulated in, in that way before. So it, it's amazing, uh, Jake, to just see what's happening. And now, as I say, we're going to venture now where we're, we're going to experiment this year where we're actually going to test can she course advise. And that's for near grads. But I think imaginative people can only start to think about if AI coupled with your BI, now that's the power. That's the power. I don't buy the software just off the shelf and use it. I couple it with the other technologies and the SAS VA allows me to do things. I can. Because matter of fact, we exchange data that Gwen collects and throw it back into business intelligence. That's how we know if we've been successful or not in returning students. That's the only way that we can know very rapidly. rapidly. So, um, so we're going to test this course advising feature and that's our, that's our new thing for the upcoming year. Paul Nagy, Hillsborough Community College's Vice President for Strategic Planning and Analysis. Nagy is one of the winners of the 2022 EdScoop 50 Awards. You can read more about him and Hillsborough at edscoop.com and in links in today's show notes. If you missed the last conversation on prompting students who are close to wrapping up a certification, you can find it at cuttingedgepodcast.com. The Cutting Edge Podcast is available at cuttingedgepodcast.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. The show is a product of Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C., James Mahoney and Carlin Fisher help make it happen, and the entire team contributes. Until next time, I'm Jake Williams. Thanks for listening.